Well, welcome everyone to Love vs. Hate. My name is Anne, and I am your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And on this podcast, Emily and I like to debate, and we like to argue about the things in life that we love and hate. And you're going down, No, you're going down. This is the most epic episode yet. Guys, it's going to get intense. Ooh. Because we're talking about Parks and Rec versus The Office. No, we're talking about The Office versus Parks and Rec. Okay, this is, we, as you can tell, this is just going to get worse from here, folks. So, Can you tell who is who? Wrap in your seatbelts because it's going to get rowdy. It's going to be a bumpy ride. All right. So we do have, before we get too far into it, we do have a fun game that we're going to play. <laughs> And you guys could probably play along with us oh if you're gosh. a particular Office or Parks and Rec fan. So, Emily, what are we doing? Um, first of all, I just yeah. Why are you to laughing at me? You were like, Ugh. so. Anyways, we have a really fun game. <laughs> I have extremes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, shout out to Caitlin who was on our Harry Potter episode. She was the expert. Thank you, Caitlin, for helping us with this game. So basically, yes, thank you. She has seen both The Office and Parks and Rec. I don't know how she did that. But I know she there, did. there's a rare few that have. <laughs> I understand. And I asked her to put together a list of quotes from each episode, and we can play a little guessing game. I'll read off a quote. We have to guess which show it came from, and then we see if we're right or wrong. And you guys can play along as well. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. And okay, if you haven't already been able to tell me emily likes the office oh yeah and i am like parks and rec she just had to one-up me with her grammar there thank you Anne. wait did i yeah i was like me emily oh and you're like <laughs> and i am <laughs> that was unintentional but i love it that my brain's already working with me all right are you ready yes the first quote and i knew exactly what to do but in a much more real sense I had no idea what to do. I'm going to say The Office. I feel like it's The Office. I wonder if she, I can't remember if she told me if she put who said it. I assume that she probably did. Yeah, I'm going to guess Office. Yeah, I think it's The Office and I think it might be Michael or Dwight. Let's check the answer. The Office, Michael Scott. Nice. (gasps) Okay. I'm fine. It's just... That life is pointless and nothing matters and I'm always tired. I feel like that's something Stanley would say because he's really sad. So you're saying The Office? (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, I want you to go first because I know without a doubt that it's Parks and Rec and it's something Andy Dwyer says. Wow, and It's one of his best quotes. (laughs) It's really funny because of the way he delivers it. Let me just, I don't even know who Andy Dwyer is, but okay. Yep, you're right. <laughs> Told you. It's because he's just like, life is pointless and I'm just always tired. Like, it's one of his. It's really Who's good Andy moment. Dwyer? He's like one of the best characters. He's Chris Pratt. Oh, I didn't Chris know his Pratt's name. Chris Pratt's character. Yeah. Okay. Strippers do nothing for me, but I will take a free breakfast buffet anytime, anyplace. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> the office. I think that's Parks and Rec, and I'm pretty sure that's Ron Swanson. Okay. Because I feel like that's something that. Michael Scott could say as well. Oh, I could see that. But you're I'm, right. It's Ron you're Swanson. right. It's Ron Swanson. Yeah, him Fun. and his breakfast food man. He's serious about that. Give mm. me all the bacon and eggs you have, son. I think you misheard me. You thought I said a lot of bacon and eggs, but I said all oh. the bacon and eggs you have. I 
Never taken the high road, but I tell other people to do there's more room for me on the low road. <laughs> is that Parks and Rec too because you're laughing? I, I think it is. I think it's something Tom Haberford says, but I'm honestly not 100% positive, but I'm pretty sure that's Tom Haberford. Yeah, I don't recognize that quote, but also I have a horrible memory, so I don't think I remember any quotes from The Office except for the CPR scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I will say I have an unfair advantage, I think, because I remember quotes pretty well. Yeah, no. I, I remember Napoleon Dynamite quotes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. The answer to this one is Parks and Rec, Tom ha- Haverford. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, Tom Haverford. The next one. I already won the lottery, but I was I was born in the U.S. of A, baby. <laughs> I feel <laughs> that like that's like the an office. office. Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't... If I had to guess a character... I would guess Dwight, but I don't I don't know. No, I don't think he would say baby. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Who I would? feel like Oh, maybe it's that It could one. be Creed. Or Andy maybe? Or Creed It could be Andy. But I feel like that's something Creed would say because okay. he's kind of weird and creepy. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. The Office, Creed Bratton. Ooh, nice. Nicely done. Okay. I promised myself I was not going to cry tonight and I've already broken that promise 5 times. That sounds like Chris Traeger, I think, Parks and Rec. Is that a boy? Yeah, Chris Traeger. I don't know who these people are, Oh, my gosh. At least I know the characters of The Office. Okay, we're going to talk about characters later, so we're not going to get into it. It's Chris Traeger. That's Okay, well, I'll I'll confirm, Anne. You're correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next one. I'm about to do something very bold in this job that I've never done before. Try. I feel like that's Ooh, the office. That's definitely. I was a part of me was gonna say Leslie just because it kind of sounds like her, but then when it said try, I'm like, oh, that's definitely <laughs> Leslie. So I'm gonna guess definitely the office. Maybe Michael Jim? Scott. No, Michael Scott tries all the time. <laughs> I think it might be Jim or Stanley because Stanley also never tries. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's or Mike, maybe, maybe it's, it's Stanley or maybe it's Oscar. I don't know. Does Oscar try? I don't know. I'm guessing Jim. It's Jim. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. <laughs> I don't know, but like that's Michael like my Scott. life motto. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Um, um, yeah. I don't know what, who it is, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to say Parks and Rec. Cause I'm thinking the know. office, but yeah, I don't know. I'm saying office. Michael Scott. I'm saying the uh, Parks and Rec, Ron Swanson. Parks and Rec, Andy Dwyer. Oh, that okay. Yeah, Andy would say something like that. Oh, dang it. Okay. Two more. Life is short. Drive fast and leave a sexy corpse. That's one of my mottos. What? <laughs> that sounds like Meredith, maybe. <laughs> um, I definitely don't think it's Parks and Rec. I think it's the office. Drive fast and leave a sexy corpse? Maybe. Maybe it could be Dwight. I don't know. I can't I see know. him saying that, but I don't know who else would say it. Except for maybe Michael. <laughs> I think Meredith maybe. Okay. It's Stanley. Whoa, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Stanley. Okay. Last one. Are you ready? Yeah. I hate the idea that someone out there hates me. I even hate thinking that Al-Qaeda hates me. I think if they got to know me, they wouldn't hate me. <laughs> that sounds like Leslie Nope. 
I'm not positive, though. I don't know. Because, like, who, who in the office would say something like that? I don't know. If you had to, like, just for a moment, let's pause and just for a moment, if a character said that for sure, without a doubt, in the office, who do you think would have said that? Maybe Michael Scott. Um, okay, here's what I'm thinking. Dwight, I feel like, always wants to prove himself to other people. Mm-hmm. So it could be him. It could be Michael. And then it also could be Angela. Oh, maybe. Or, nope, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. I don't remember. You think it might be Leslie? If Well, this is the thing. I definitely don't remember her ever saying that. So part of me thinks it might not be. But at the same time, I'm like, she definitely would say something like that. Okay. So I'll, I'll go with my gut, but I'm not confident. Okay. The person who said it, Pam Beasley. <gasps> Pam? What? I am confusion. I don't know. I guess she said it. Apparently. Wow. Okay, Pam. Whoa. Okay. 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 So, guys, we Anne and I made up categories so that you guys could help us vote and see in actuality which is really better. Yeah. So you guys are gonna have to vote. This is important, and I know. Everyone listening to this has an opinion and you care. Everyone. Everyone. This is a strong debated topic and I know everyone cares about it. So please make sure you go onto our Instagram. We're going to have a poll on our story. Definitely vote Parks and Rec. Just throwing that. Huh? No. Definitely vote the office. Vote for what you want. But we all know who the real winner is. Yeah. The office. No. Um, so basically, category number one was quotes. Most quotable moments yes quotes yeah i mean literally when like literally i just did one like literally like everyone knows that chris traeger like literally he says it all the time so i think he says that all the time yeah he's like literally this is like the best day of my life (laughs) i don't know i've never heard him say that (sighs) you've seen one episode this is the thing people i have seen episodes of the office i've seen like most of i've seen all of season one most of season two and i think I think I got into season three. So I at least know the characters and have some say in terms of which show is better. And I know I haven't seen all of it, so I don't have the most say. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is between me and Emily, who's only seen one episode of Parks and Rec, I have a better broad spectrum of which show is better. That's what I'm saying. See, the thing is, I tried to watch Parks and Rec, but I just couldn't even get past the first episode because that's how bad it was. Anyway, if you didn't already know, listeners, I'm obsessed with Jenna Fisher. So, of course, I'm going to vote for The Office. That is true. We need to get you are Jenna's (laughs) number one fan. Again, bringing this back, people, we need to get Emily and Jenna together. We need to connect them. This podcast is going to make bridges, people. Make bridges. If you are listening to this and you know... Jenna, Jenna Fisher. Fisher, you need to let us know. I almost said Pam. That's why I hesitated. You need to let us know because Emily is her biggest fan and Jenna Fisher needs to know that. Um. Yeah. Also, everyone at work used to tell me that I was exactly like Pam, that I reminded them of Pam. Yeah. I think partly because my hair mm-hmm. and the way I have a clip as well, like mm-hmm. she has. And I was just shy like she is. Mm-hmm. And also efficient. Thank you. So, okay, question. If you were to be any character on Parks and Rec, 
who would you be? Like, Ugh. what character do you relate most to? Ben, hands down. <laughs> I've never even heard of Ben. Uh, Emily, why are we even... You can't even compete. Well, <laughs> I know Ron Swanson and Leslie. Yeah, Ben... And then the... Aziz Ansari. Okay, this is the thing. If I and then Chris Pratt and then the other girl. Is there a really weird girl on that show? Yes. What is her name? April. Oh yeah, I can't stand her. That's April's probably one of the best. why. That's probably why I didn't make it to episode <sighs> two. Well, I can't stand Michael Scott, and I made it to season three, and he's the main character. Everyone so loves him. You can get over it. <laughs> anyway, no. There's kind of two questions you asked. So who am I most like? Definitely Ben. Ben's kind of, he's a, he's the nerd of the group. Who's played by Ben? Adam Scott. He is in, have you seen The Good Place? Nope. Uh, is he like, okay, hold on. I just need to look up a picture of him. He's in. Because I have a, I have a, an idea of who he is. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. What's his name? Adam Scott? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was picturing the right person. Yeah, so I definitely think I'm like him. He's very, um, he's definitely a nerd. I mean, he talks about, his nerdum is hilarious because people are always making fun of him for it. Um, But he's also very driven and he can get really passionate, but most of the time he's kind of passive and like normal. But then there's these moments where he like just freaks out and I feel like I do that. I mean, I'm probably freak out more than he does, but (laughs) I definitely think I relate to him the most and I'm closest to his character. But in terms of characters I would want to be, I don't know. It's hard because there's a little bit of everybody. Because, like, Donna Meagle even is, like, she's so sassy and so confident in herself. Like, she just knows who she is, and I love that about her. Um, And even, like, Ron Swanson, like, he is a survivalist. Like, he knows how to take care of himself, and he's, like, extremely rich. And, like, (laughs) there's just, I don't know, every piece of the character I would want to be because they're all amazing. What about you, Emily? What about The Office? Who are you most like and who do you want to be like? I'm definitely most like Pam. And who would I want to be like? Definitely Michael. Just kidding. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I would want to be, okay, maybe with the exception of, well, even, I don't know. I could probably see myself as April a little bit. I genuinely could see myself as any of the characters. Okay, what about The Office? Except for maybe Jerry. <laughs> what character could you see yourself as in The Office? I think, I think you're, I mean, I definitely see you as Pam. I think a part of you is like Stanley too. <laughs> Just kind of I sassy. was thinking about like I would want to be Stanley, or if, I really love Phyllis. I think she's very endearing. I oh. think I would be. I think I'm most like Phyllis. Okay, you know what? I think I would want to be Andy. Okay, he just seems like a fun guy. You know? Yeah. I think I would want to be Andy. Okay. What about uh? Meredith, Anne. No. <laughs> See, it's the thing. There's certain characters in the office that you're like, no, I wouldn't want to be like them. Yeah, but that's what makes them, like, so amazing for the show. Like, you have so many different types of characters. Yeah. So do you, you do in Parks and Rec as well. Okay. What else are we talking about characters? Well, in terms of characters, I would definitely want to talk about some of the, like, side characters. Because Parks and Rec has amazing, like, B characters. Like, Purred Happily. You heard with Purred. To all those Purdverts out there. Like, he is dynamite gold. I love Purred. He's their, like, star news anchor. (laughs) He's just really funny because he has a very distinct voice. And that's the other thing. They're all so memorable. Like, Purred, like... All I have to be like is, you heard. And every, like, if you've seen Parks and Rec, you're like, with Purd. Like, you just know it. 
And also, like, even Jeremy Jam, like, you just got jammed. Like, he's very memorable and you want, you just hate him so easily. Like, he's a really good kind of mix between, like, villain. And you also kind of feel sorry for him. Um, Mona Lisa and John Ralphio, killer characters. They're so, they're they're gold. I love them so much, especially when they're together. <laughs> they're so hilarious. John Ralphio, honestly, probably the scenes between John Ralphio and Ron Swanson are some of my favorite scenes in the whole show because Ron Swanson just hates him so much. And it's really funny. Or even like the Tammies, like there's so many memorable side characters in Parks and Rec that just help really bring the whole show to life. I don't even, I was trying to think of like, are there side characters in like The Office? Oh, yeah. Like the main people are Michael Scott, Pam, Jim, and Dwight. Those are like the main like characters Mm -hmm. as they describe them. And then everyone else like Angela and Phyllis and Stanley and like all those characters are like return characters. They're not technically the cast as like they would describe it. Which I thought was like, what? They're like in every episode, but like they're not the main people. But then you have like Jan, who is Michael's boss. And yeah, you I have her. like um, when Jim goes to the other company, you have like those characters over there. And then you have the warehouse cast. Yeah. And then you have Todd Packer. And then you have Dwight's crazy family. That's and true. Then... Dwight's family is pretty good. That's true. <laughs> um, I can't his, even remember. His like his cousin's name, like Mosley or something. Yeah, like I don't know. It's he's weird because he like seems to run everywhere. Yeah. See, that's the thing though. I do think Parks and Rec. I I think even if you like The Office more, you have to admit that like Parks and Rec has some killer like side character or return character because they're they're definitely they're not part of the main group. They're not part of the core office, which is you know like Andy and April and. Um, Donna and Tom Haberford and Leslie and Ron and all of them like they're not part of the core group but they return throughout multiple like seasons like they, especially Purd like Purd's a good example of someone who's like in every season some of them like Jeremy Jam he appears a little bit later um, but they just have really strong or even um, Marsha Laneman like she's another really good like she's always um, like getting Leslie into trouble and they just have such a strong group of characters that really help establish the town in a way that I haven't seen in other comedy shows like it. Mm. You know? No. But yeah, you I've haven't never seen, seen it. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, how about, because Leslie is the like the main character. Yeah, Leslie's the main character, yeah. So Leslie is the most comparable to Michael. Yes. To me, I mean, I think it's because, and I think this is common among anyone who... Whichever show they watch first is the show they tend to like yeah, more. which I do agree because I watched the Parks and Rec first, so I will yeah. say that. Because when I watched Parks and Rec, the first episode, I was like, this is just Amy Poehler trying to be no, like no, Michael Scott. No, no, Totally I mean, different characters. they're both like Michael Scott's really cringy and makes things really uncomfortable. But I just felt like Amy Poehler was trying to match like no. the uncomfortable boss. No. Because she does make people uncomfortable. 
But it's for, it, I think maybe a little bit at the beginning. That's the thing with Parks and Rec and even The Office for sure. Like when I watch the first, like everyone tells you when you're watching The Office, like the first season's not their strongest. Like that's when Michael is the most cringy and he gets better when the season goes on. And it's kind of the same with Parks and Rec. Like the first season is good. It has a lot of really good moments, but it's not really until second and then third season. Once they hit third season, they're like, it, the rest of it's gold and yeah that's what everyone's season. like oh you just gotta wait till you get to the third season i'm like i don't want to watch until the third season for it to start to get good well that, no it is good it, that's the thing it's really good in first and second season but then when it gets to third it's like this is phenomenal and art like easily one of the best shows ever mm. see that's when i looked at the is. comparison of people who have seen both shows somebody described it as this and when i was telling other people who have seen both shows they were like that is a really good way to put it. The, this person said, okay, I like both shows. I see The Office as a piece of art because it, when you watch it, you feel different things. You feel happy. You feel sad. You feel uncomfortable. Like it has all these different emotions. Whereas if you go to Parks and Rec, you know you're going to like, you're going to feel good watching it. And they're like, Parks and Rec has like emotion and or Office has emotion and Parks and Rec is just like, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to feel happy. I mean, I could see, like, but that's the thing. Like, I certainly cry at Parks and Rec and like, I think it's a work of art for sure. Like, Mm. I definitely experience the emotions. Maybe there's not as much, like maybe there is more of the feel good. Like maybe I could maybe see that argument, but I definitely think they're both like, because I definitely, you know, I've seen enough of The Office to know that if I finished it, I would definitely like it. And the stuff that I've seen, I like. Like, there are some really, really good moments in The Office that are gold and dynamite com- mm-hmm. comedy. Like, like the, when you were describing the CPR scene, easily <laughs> one of the best scenes, like, of cinematic TV history. Like, super good. <laughs> so I don't think Parks, I don't think, think The Office is bad. I just think Parks and Rec is better. <laughs> the thing that I like about The Office is I learned a lot of this in Jenna Fisher's book and her podcast called The Office Ladies with Angela, Um, shout out to them, Uh, (laughs) is that, well, a lot of the writers, well, not a lot of them, but some of the writers are actually characters on the show. Mm -hmm. And the writers worked with a lot of the actors on their character. And so they had a lot to do with the, like their own character development with like Pam's character and her relationship with Jim like she had a lot of say in that and so did Jim and like when they filmed their scene it was just them in a closed set and like I feel like they really made it special that way and being able to like have input into their own characters yeah and I think every show to a certain extent does that I mean I definitely agree the office definitely did that Um, but I know like with Parks and Rec I think Andy is the best example. I mean, I, all of the characters for sure had kind of their input and like the directors really worked with them. But I think Andy's kind of the best example because Chris Pratt at the time, this was one of his first big major roles. And he was kind of brought on really as like, they didn't know if they were going to keep him or not. Like he was pretty, he was one of those characters where they're like, let's kind of try him out, but they weren't sure. And Chris Pratt just owned that character so much that they couldn't say no. And he ended up becoming one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. Like originally he was kind of a side B character. And he, Andy's easily one of the best characters like on the show. And one of the things I love too is like, um, he actually, there's, one of the main creators and writers of Parks and Rec 
Um, he always jokes about how Andy, also like Chris Pratt in general, was really good at coming, like improving, and he was like phenomenal improving on the set. And he would make like all of the actors laugh and they break character because he would mm-hmm. say these really good improv lines. And one of like his favorite joke was actually one that Chris Pratt wrote and ma- improved on set. And he's so mad because he's like, he like one up to me, like I'm the writer, I'm supposed to make this funny, and he gave like the <laughs> best joke ever. And so Chris Pratt, like on set, I don't know exactly what episode it is, but there's it's the moment it's the episode where Leslie gets sick with the flu, but she's like refusing to stop working because that's Leslie. Nope. Um, And there's a moment where she's like leaving the office and it was supposed to just like the camera was supposed to just follow her out of the office and they cut the next scene. But they had the camera rolling and Chris Pratt is sitting at the computer and he goes, "Um, Leslie, I typed your symptoms into the thing up here and it says you could have a network connectivity problems. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was completely improv and it totally fits like Andy's character. Like he's kind of stupid and like he tries, but he fails because he's does, he's not very smart. Um, and so like it was just it's so hilarious. And it's like one of the best jokes in the show. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Like there's a I think that's the beauty of a TV show is you do really get that time for the directors and the writers and the actors, like all three of them to develop these characters into something really beautiful and like they have a lot of ups and downs and you can you can explore the characters so much more than on like a movie you know like there's just so much limit there Mm -hmm. first i just have to talk about the party planning committee for a second oh yeah they're amazing (laughs) um i wish i had a party planning committee but that would pretty much be our entire team (laughs) because we're so small um but yeah i just love the dynamics between all the different characters just because they're all so different and like extreme. I feel like, well, Meredith is very extreme and I feel like Angela is very extreme. Yeah. And then you have like Phyllis and Pam are like the nice people that will just <laughs> kind of go along with whatever everyone else says. Um, but then you have like the extreme characters that make it uncomfortable and yeah. funny. Yeah. That's the thing. I think in general, what makes The Office really strong is that uncomfortability, like the way they write it and the way the characters are. That's what makes it funny. Mm -hmm. And not always, but that's certainly an element. Um, And that's one thing Parks and Rec, I think, is a little bit different. Yes, they push the extremes, but they also create, I think, really unique and interesting dynamics between all of the characters. Like each character with another character has some kind of interesting dynamic. Like one of the I really love actually Tom Haberford and Donna Meagle, like whenever they have scenes together, because their dynamic is really fun. Like treat yourself like everybody knows that, even if you don't know Parks and Rec. Have you heard that? Like treat yourself. I feel like Aziz says that in some of his comedy skits. Yeah, and that's like one of the things that because Tom Haberford and Don Amigo like that every year they have their treat yourself day and they like have makeovers and they get massages and they buy expensive things because they're treat yourself. You know, I do love Aziz. I'll give you that. He's a phenomenal. So I do. I like Amy Poehler as well. I love. But I just I don't know. Something about her in that role, I'm just like, Okay, you're cringe. basing this off of one episode. I mean, I've seen scenes. <sighs> you're not giving it a... I think if you gave it a full chance and weren't so stubborn, you would actually like it. Did you know that I met Ron Swanson? <gasps> yeah, you told me <laughs> that I'm still jealous and you don't even appreciate him. You met Nick Offerman, to yeah, be clear. I met Nick Offerman. <laughs> <laughs> Super jealous. Uh, Yeah. But- I was like, who is he? <laughs> Yeah, the, I think I do think that both shows what make them so strong is their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think another thing that makes I think both shows, but in my opinion, Parks and Rec, 
because you know this is, this is what I am. This is a competition. This is competition. Um, is the setting like Pawnee, Indiana? Is there's so much about the setting and the city that you learn, and there's so much that just it's so rich. Like you feel like you know it. You feel like you've been there before. The way that they set it up, the way that Leslie Nope talks about it, and it's the best city in the entire world. Like why? Like there's so much dynamic in the setting that I just really love and I think is kind of unique to the show, especially because it's a whole town. Like you learn all of these different characters, you go to these different places, like, and you know, JJ's Diner, they have the best waffles. Like you just know that because they that's part of the way the show mm. is like written. And you know that there's a raccoon problem in Pawnee all the time. And you know that their animal control is terrible and they never take care of it. And you know that all of the residents are obese. Like, I could name all of these facts about the town because the show just did such a good job ma- making it this rich setting. Mm. Yeah, and I think that makes sense because it's like the Parks and Recreation Department is yeah. all about the city. Right. So that makes sense. And like, for the office like it's not really about the city but you still know that hey this is in scranton and we're a dunder mifflin paper company you see people wearing dunder mifflin shirts all over and i don't think we really learn that much about the city but it's more about the office obviously right i was gonna say you have to just yeah you have to look at dunder mifflin and like the office as the setting because yeah, it's a different setting mm-hmm. and i would say the only other setting really is Chili's. <laughs> um, for the Dundies. <laughs> so yeah, you obviously, and you have that infamous background when they're talking to the camera crew and you see oh, uh-huh, the, yeah. the window with like the blinds and then you see Stanley in the background most of the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yawning or whatever he's doing, Sleepy. just being sad. Yeah. Stanley's probably my favorite. <laughs> he's he's amazing. He's good. He's good. In the conference room and the desk, you know, it just doesn't get better than the printer. Yeah. I mean, like, when you say the office, even people who haven't fully watched the show, you have an image in your mind of what it looks like. like yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, I do think one of the reasons the shows get compared so much is because, like you were saying, they do that interview style, right? Like, they're mm. that documentary style. Mockumentary. Mockumentary, yeah. Um, so, Well, and originally, Parks and Rec was going to be a spinoff of The Office. But then the show or the whatever channel it was decided against it. I don't know oh. if you knew that. I feel like maybe I'd heard that somewhere, but I couldn't have, like, told you that. Mm. It, like, it's ringing a bell, but I didn't, like, know that. And also, did you know that Amy Poehler uh, auditioned for The Office? <gasps> I'm not surprised. Didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just sloppy seconds for The Office. No, they were saving her for Parks and Rec. No, that's the other thing. And I think this applies to both shows. Like, I don't think there's anybody else in the world who could have played Michael Scott. Yeah. Actually... What I learned from my research is, I can't remember his name, but there was another guy that auditioned, or who auditioned, for Michael Scott's role. He didn't get it, but later on, and I think it, I think they said it was season nine, this guy who auditioned for Michael Scott came as another character, and he acted a lot like Michael Scott. And I thought that oh. was, I don't remember who the heck it was. It was just some random guy. But I was like, oh, that's a fun fact. Yeah. But yeah, no, The Office would not be what it is 
it probably wouldn't have gone past season one without Steve Carell. Yeah, I I do agree. And I I think that's what makes Parks and Rec unique, too, is like, I don't really think there's anyone else other than Amy Poehler who could have played Leslie Nope as perfectly as she did. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think both shows certainly, like I said, I think both of them benefit from that. And also, before you get on your high horse about, you know, The Office being, well, Parks and Rec being a spinoff of The Office, did you know that The Office is just a repeat of Of the the British British Office? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. They literally, okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> so Donnie. <laughs> just wanted to pull you off there Ricky and put Drake. myself up there. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you because, spoiler alert for anybody who wants to see The Office who hasn't seen it yet, um, is Leslie in it for all of the show? Because Michael Scott is not. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, she, I, I'm sure there, I'm trying to think if there is an episode that she's not in. There might be like one, maybe two, but she's in it all. Like mm, all like of the all characters, the all of the characters minus, um, well, Ben and Chris end up coming in third season. They're really what launched third. Like they, I, when Ben and Chris come into the scene, that's when it's like, this is phenomenal comedy ben gold. And Chris? They're characters. Yeah. Oh, Chris Adam's is got, a character? Yeah. Chris Traeger. Yeah. Oh, so not Chris Pratt. There's two Chris's, yeah, two different. Well, I am confusion again. <laughs> so Chris Pratt was there from the beginning. And he um, plays Andy? And he plays Andy, yeah. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, that's why I'm here for you. I'm here to help. Okay. But um, Who's Chris play? Oh, wait, no. Who's Chris played by? Would I know him? Probably. He's in the West Wing. His name is Rob Lowe. He's probably best known for being in the West Wing. He was also in the West Wing. Hmm. Do you recognize him? I mean, I recognize his face, but I don't think I've ever seen anything with him in it. He's good. He's a really good actor. I like Rob Lowe a lot. Um, and he does, again, like all all of the actors like play their roles so well. And like he makes such a good Chris because Chris is like hyper health conscious, like to the extreme. And, uh, and he's the one that's like has so much energy all the time. He's always like, and Perkins. And just like, literally, this is the best moment of my life. And there are times where, like, I thought that Chris would, like, become too much, but they do such a good job of balancing that. Where, like, he has these humanistic moments where he's, like, really down to earth. Or there's these moments where he's, like, you know, he realizes that there's a time where Ben is, like, severely depressed. And Ben's like, I didn't even know I was depressed. How do you know that? Like, he can, so he has, like, they balance it super well of, like, Mm -hmm. Yes, he gets extreme, but then he also, like, they pull it back and, like, they do a really good job balancing mm. that. And all of the characters are like that. They all have their balancing. And I think I think The Office does something similar where, like, there are moments where you feel like Michael Scott is too much, but then he does something that's, like, super thoughtful yeah. and nice. And it's like, wow, Michael. <laughs> I'm thinking of um, when I can't remember whose son or daughter, niece or nephew or something. It might be Toby. Uh, or actually it was Oscar. Oscar's like, oh, my niece is doing this thing where they're raising money for running or whatever. And he's Mm -hmm. like, $25 for every mile. But he didn't realize (laughs) what he was doing. (laughs) Oh yeah. Good times. Okay. I need to pause and get the charger. Yeah. And you know what? I kind of am just now remembering that there's kind of another show that I think should, we should make an honorable mention because it kind of gets looped in with these two, even though it's not really, the, it's not the same style. It's a completely, it's like a normal, like, drama. It doesn't have, like, you know, the docu or mockumentary style. Um, but a lot of people end up talking about it as well as Community. 
Kenjong. Kenjong. Like, a community is another comedic gold. I like them for different reasons, but I think they're both hilarious and both amazing. And I just wanted to say that community should get an honorable mention in this episode. Also, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Also, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for sure. Also, comedy gold. Also... I've only seen like one episode of Community and one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Can you tell a pattern? <laughs> Both are really good though. Um, community, the thing that makes them so, all of them so strong is again, like the characters mm-hmm. and I think the the setting. Like in Community, they're at a community college. The core group is really strong. They also have really strong B characters like Ken John's character. Phenomenal. He wasn't in um, the first episode though. I was pretty upset. He's in like the second episode though. <laughs> He's and again, yeah, but that girl, that one girl, I just can't stand her. Senior Chain is so good, so good. Oh, you're talking about Britta. Emily doesn't like Britta. Yeah, I would rather just have my Britta water bottle. You know. Okay, well, can't account for taste. Um, but Brooklyn Nine Nine again, like Captain Holt, easily in my opinion, one of the best characters in TV cinema history. Captain Holt is so good. Whoa, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> is that Andy Samberg? No. Oh, okay. Is that, I don't know is the he actor's even name. in Brooklyn Nine? Andy Sam, yes, okay. he's the main character. I, I've only pretty much only seen that one scene where he has this girl and he's like, "Which one did it?" Oh, and they all have them. And then they start. Scene. They're like, "Well, I don't remember. I just know that he they was sing singing Backstreet the Backstreet Boys." Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, good. All the, all of the characters in Brooklyn Nine Nine again, very good. So honorable mentions around, but. I think to wrap us up, we need to talk about Between Parks and Rec and The Office, overall comedic experience and, like, level of comedy. Like, how are we feeling, Emily? I mean, obviously, there's no question. The Office wins. Is that that your case? (laughs) No. Um, Okay. So, I feel like any scene with Jim and Dwight is just goals. You know it's going to be funny. All of Jim's pranks, which there are a lot. In specific, I really like the one where he impersonates Dwight. Yeah, that's a good one. Amazing. Also, when Jim is an Asian guy. Yeah, that's also good. <laughs> and Pam literally is like, what do you mean? And then he's like, it's great that you don't see race. Yeah, you don't see race. <laughs> Obviously, the CPR scene is a classic. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like I have not talked about Kevin yet. Kevin is good. I love Kevin. Yeah. Um, his chili. <laughs> love it. Um, let's see. What else is funny? Everything is funny. That's all I got. Okay. All right. <laughs> and this is the thing. I don't disagree. The Office is funny. I, I definitely agree. There's a lot of super good, memorable moments. Uh, the thing for me that separates them and why I genuinely believe that Parks and Rec is better. Again, both are good. I like both. But this is the big thing for me. For The Office, what makes it really funny, yes, Stanley and Kevin are very good. But like Dwight and Jim are and Michael, like the three of them, is what carries the show more than anything else in terms of like comedy. Not to say that the other characters don't have their moments and they're not funny because they absolutely are. But like Dwight, especially like he's their comedy gold, you know, like he is their star. Like Dwight is a phenomenal character and is hilarious. With Parks and Rec, they are all equally have their moments and bring such strong comedy to it. And like they all interact with each other so well. And it's like a whole team effort. 
Like it's not just Ron Swanson's the funniest or it's not just Andy or Tom Haverford. Like they all bring a strong element together and as a group. So that's why I really like it. Like I just think they, the writing is just so strong and the characters are so strong. The setting is so strong. Like it all comes together to just, it's absolutely hilarious. It's just such gold that I love it. Would you say that the humor is the same though? Like, I think that they might have different types of humor and that's why you think it's more funny because you match Could the be. humor. Could because be. I feel like The Office is much more like uncomfortable and dry than, I mean, I don't really know Parks and Rec, but I feel like Parks and Rec maybe just is more like classically funny or something than dry humor. I don't know what um, I mean when I say classically funny, but... <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I would I would agree that it's not quite as dry, especially when it comes to like Michael. Like I think Michael pushes the the dryness and like the cringy humor mm-hmm. where I guess you could kind of describe Parks and Rec as a little more like wholesome, maybe. Or I don't know. I don't know exactly what yeah. the right word is. But yeah, I think that really like affects how or why you like one or the other, because I definitely like dry humor, I guess, more. So that's probably why I didn't really like Parks and Rec. Well, you also like you only the first episode is probably the weakest episode of the entire show. So like, so when you tell only me an, watch tell me an one, episode to watch, and I'll watch it. You will. Yes. <gasps> Eventually, Ooh, man. There's so many good ones. I have to think about what'll be a good one where you can get like you don't have to know because that's the and I'm not sure about Park the Office, but in Parks and Rec, especially towards like once you hit like. I mean, all of it is definitely a long narrative. There's certain episodes that you don't really need context for, but others, they're, it's just more funny when you have the full context. Um, but mm. I can take you up on that challenge. Actually, listeners, you should let us know what is a good Parks and Rec episode that we could force Emily to watch to make her love the show. Yeah, let me you know. You should let me know. Give me some ideas because I have, eh, I'm trying to think what might be a good one. It would probably have to be... Like, my gut would say third or fourth season. Definitely not in the first two. It's got to have Ben and Chris in it. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Okay. I will say, one downfall for The Office, one of the seasons, I can't remember which one, has 45-minute episodes. And I'm just like, why? Oh, I've like, heard about they that. They need to yeah. be 20 minutes long. Yeah. When I watched that, I I wasn't really watching. So Yeah. I will give it... Give you that. Okay. I'll okay. give you that. Yeah. I, mean, I appreciate it. Um, it. Fun facts, though. I kind of already said one, which is that some of the writers were actors, which is Toby. Yeah. Toby and then um, Ryan, I believe, as well, right? Ryan and, and Kelly. Oh, and Kelly. Oh, I didn't know Kelly was a writer. Mm-hmm. But isn't Mo his cousin also? Dwight's um, cousin? I'm pretty sure he's a writer as well. Yeah, he might be, but he's like barely on the show. Yeah. Um. Roles were created especially for Angela and Phyllis. Like, they didn't have characters for them. They just wrote them in. Oh. And Phyllis was actually a casting director. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I <laughs> thought was... so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the opening credits of The Office, the scenes that you see of actual Scranton, were filmed by John Krasinski. Once he found out that he got the role, he went to Scranton with his friends and just filmed that stuff. Huh, that's super fun. I yeah. love that. So I just found those facts and I wrote them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't come up with fun facts, but I guarantee you that. That's there's... because Parks and Rec isn't fun. No, it's super fun. 
It's amazing. It's one of the best shows ever. I mean, I mean, does Parks and Rec have Will Ferrell in it? Will Ferrell is not. Why does that? Why would that be a qualifier? Because he's in the office. So, does the office have Michelle Obama in it? Yes. No, but she's in Parks and Rec. <laughs> so, Chazayan. That's, That's because of- he wasn't. She wasn't even a thing when the office was going. So, just saying. <laughs> I feel like the office, I mean, I don't know anything about Parks and Rec, but I feel like the office had a lot of star-studded cast and like it did have Idris Elba. I do give him that. Yep, it had Idris Elba. It had Will Ferrell, it had Steve Carell, it had well, John Krasinski is now a huge thing. It had Amy Adams, like it had so many people. Did have I can't even names. Did you, do you know, all. do you know, there is a few, particularly one that I'm thinking about, crossovers as well. Can you name a crossover character, an actress who was in both The Office and Parks and Rec? Is it like a, a regular or like somebody we see a lot? You do for a while. She eventually leaves, but she the is office? a regular for a little bit on The Office, yeah. Are you, is it a, somebody who starts on the show and then leaves? She doesn't, she starts early ish i think it's second season it's when jim leaves jim does not leave in the second season i don't know when he leaves oh do you know who i'm talking about yeah the tan girl i don't know her name oh wow okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's fine that's how we qualify people redhead tan girl yeah i don't know if i'm saying her name exactly right but it's rashida jones rashida 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 jones i thought that i i thought she was on that show is she in the first episode i think she is she's the Anne. That's also maybe why I love it because Anne and there's an Anne in Parks and Rec. Because she's she's not part of is she part of Parks and Rec in yeah, the first she's, episode? Yeah, she's one of the main cast. Anne Perkins. Anne Perkins. Oh. Honestly, out of all of them, I, I still wonder, like I Anne. wonder what she thinks is better. I still like Anne, but she's probably my least favorite of the main cast in Parks and Rec. But, she's a good character, but she's not as strong as the others. So she works with Amy Poehler. Yes, they're best friends. Oh my gosh, we should compare who's like Leslie and who's like Ann Perkins and between you and me. I think I'm I not know. as, I think honestly, if we were doing it off energy level, I'm definitely Leslie and you're Ann. Like, yeah, and like, <laughs> I mean, I just know the first episode she falls down like a ditch. <laughs> and like, I feel like that's such an Ann thing. <laughs> Yeah. And Leslie is very passionate about the things she's passionate about, which I am. And Anne's much more practical. And she's just kind of like, okay, Leslie, calm down. (laughs) Yeah. So there's our answer. There's our answer. Anyway. Okay. How about Jim and Dwight? Who's who? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm probably Dwight. I'm the nerd. Come on. I'm Dwight. (laughs) So good. I mean, they're not best friends, but... I don't even think there are any best friends on the show, The Office. Like, everybody kind of doesn't like each other. I mean, Michael thinks he's best friends with Ryan, but that's not true. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Dwight thinks that he's best friends with Michael. I will say assistant to the assistant manager is a is a funny bit. Yeah, it is. Also, there's a million funny bits in Parks and Rec. But also, I can't even say them because you don't know them. What kind of bear is best? Bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Use him, abuse him, lose him. That's the Donald Me. That's the Meagle motto. 
If we're gonna, we should end it just well, with you quotes. You can tear by the way I use my own <laughs> <laughs> Birthdays uh, were invented uh, by Hallmark uh, to sell cards. I love that one. Um, one of my favorites, one of my favorite quotes of Ron Swanson is, there's only one thing I hate more than lying, skim milk, which is water that is lying about being milk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> I know, right? Anyway, okay, Emily, what is your life lesson? My life lesson is to watch, if you have never seen either of these shows, definitely watch The Office first. I'm smiling right now. I, a part of me wants to give my life lesson and say that you should watch Here's my thing, though. You actually should watch Parks and Rec second because you want to save the best for last. So watch Parks and Rec after you watch The Office. That's my life lesson. Yeah, if you guys want to watch a spinoff wannabe office, then you can watch Parks and Rec. If you want to watch a spinoff of the British office, which is already anyways better than the other office. Have you even seen it? I've seen an episode of the British version. So there. (laughs) Anyway, y'all need to go vote, okay? It's going to be on Instagram. We'll put up a poll. Let us know which one wins. And if you're listening to this in the future and the poll's gone, then you know what? Comment on a on post. On any post. It doesn't any matter post. what we post. We don't care. This is so important that I don't care where you comment. If you DM us, I don't care. Just let us know. We need to know. Yeah. It needs to be settled that The Office is better no, than Parks and, Parks, and Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. The Office has two more seasons than Parks and Rec. That means nothing. So. Two more seasons of not So gold. that means it was more successful if it kept no, coming back, doesn't it? Oh, no. Might like literally Steve Carell left because he was like this show should be done and like I'm over it. Like no, they should have stopped. No, because it came back. No, it yes. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the length. Length yes, has it does. Zero. No, it does not. Literally Firefly is one of the best shows ever in the entire world and it's 14 episodes. Length has no matter. Yeah. If that's the argument you're standing on, you're going to lose because length doesn't matter. Anne, Anne, why do shows get other another season? Parks and Rec was supposed to end with season six, but they gave it another season. Why do shows and they gave it seven get another season? Because it was season. so good. Tell me, why do shows get renewed for another season? Because the, uh, du- the uh, studio heads believe that people will watch it. Whether it's good for the show or not, people say that the last seasons of The Office are not nearly as good as the rest because they were pushing it too far. It was They were they should have just stopped it. It was a good <laughs> story. They should have ended it. She is just jealous because she cannot win this one. <laughs> I'm just I'm not jealous. I'm just saying length doesn't matter. It's an invalid argument to stand upon. No, it's not. Okay, fine. You can say that if you want then, but it is untrue.